Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Excited about the next three hours. Get to rock with you. Share some stories. Share some great conversations. Of course, hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. That's our Raider Nation listener line. Of course, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. But uh, again, very excited about being back here with you on a Monday. We now know who the Super Bowl is going to be. We know that when we're in Arizona, and we'll be in Arizona next week. Excited about that opportunity. I was at the house over the weekend looking at all this stuff and shining everything up, making sure that we were good to go, had enough headsets, have the right equipment, just kind of laying everything out and you know, the wife kept looking at looking at me like, "Aren't you leaving next week?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I gotta get I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready." And she's like, "Yeah, you cannot wait to get out of here." And I'll tell you what, it's it's around this time of year when we know that the Super Bowl is coming up, and then the draft is coming up, and all that. I start really getting excited and fired up because it's a hell of a work week. It's very busy. But, man, is it fun. And by the end of the week, when you get done with it and it's all said and done, you tear all your equipment down, you load up your car, and you're about to head back to, to Vegas like we'll be doing on uh, February 10th, you realize, like, man, I did it. Put another Super Bowl week in the books. So uh, very excited about our opportunity that we'll have, and that will be brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas. But uh, that's for another week. We still have this week, and so much is going on in the area and around uh, as far as the NFL goes. Of course, there are no more football games until the Super Bowl. So we have a week off. Well, the Pro Bowl is going to be here in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. Excited about that. We'll have plenty of Pro Bowlers here in town. Hopefully we get an opportunity to talk to a few of them, go out to a few practices, and you know, just get to hear from them, bring, it, bring that sound to the show. We have the Shrine Bowl going to be broadcasting this show right here from the Shrine Bowl on Thursday at Allegiant Stadium. Excited about that. We have Media Day on Wednesday for the Shrine Bowl, so we'll be able to get to talk to a lot of the college and draft prospects that are out there and are participating right now. It's funny. All weekend long, it's it's so wild how time just kind of slips by you. All weekend long, I kept saying, all right, I'm going to get out to practice today. I went and picked up my credential on Friday for the Shrine Bowl. All right, I'm going to get out to practice today. Then I went and got my hair cut. Then all of a sudden, I went to get something to eat. Then something happened. And then, you know, and then we went to the VGK watch party, and that was a lot of fun. So appreciate everyone who came out and supported our sister station, Fox Sports Las Vegas, for that. But all of a sudden, then that day gets by me. Then Sunday, there's all this, you know, different football games going on, uh, the championship games. Then I'm doing some radio for ESPN, and it's just like, where did that day go? So then, no joke, Raider Nation, I woke up this morning, I thought, all right, I'm going to the Shrine Bowl practice, no doubt. My man, Michael Rothstein from ESPN, he's there covering the Atlanta Falcons, and of course, they're part of the coaching staff. I'm going to go check him out, check out some of my friends that cover the Patriots. You know, it's going to be cool, talk to them, and then get, you know, get, no, no, no. I went outside with the intentions of leaving the goats practice, and it's raining. <laughs> it's raining, and it's cold, and I thought, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And apparently, uh, after I left and got back to the radio station, apparently it started snowing in Henderson. So if you're out there and about, I've seen a few accidents on the road. If you're out there and about, I know it's not currently raining, at least where we're at right now, but be careful on the roads. You might want to slow down just a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the ground's really slick, and, and in some areas where it snowed, it could really be a little slippery out there. So just be careful. And, uh, again, we're here at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and uh, just a crazy day. So long story short, 
Never made it to the Shrine Bowl practice today. But at the very end of the day, if I don't make it any other day, I'll definitely be there on Wednesday for media day where we're inside Allegiant Stadium. It's nice and climate controlled. Be able to talk to a bunch of different players, bring that sound back to the, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And then on Thursday, we'll be actually broadcasting this show from the scene of the Shrine Bowl. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we have a lot going on this week, not to mention the Senior Bowl. Everyone's headed to uh, Mobile, Alabama for that. And I've actually seen a lot of people here locally, like Tashawn Reed, whose flight actually got pushed back a couple hours, delayed because of the weather here in Las Vegas. So we always have a plan until we don't have a plan. <laughs> so we'll have plenty of updates from Mobile, Alabama. We'll, we'll, we'll check in with the Senior Bowl. Of course, we'll be all over the Shrine Bowl. We'll be all over the Pro Bowl. And this week is going to go by quick, fast, and in a hurry. So coming up on the show today at 2.30, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, of course, the RJ as well. He joins us each and every Monday. He'll join us to talk about everything that I just rolled out, everything that I rolled, just rolled out, and the Raiders, and Derek Carr, and his whole contract situation, and what's going to go on. Is he going to be traded sooner rather than later? Are we going to start hearing noise about that or not? Uh, the last report that we heard, and this came from multiple sources, including Albert Breer from SI.com, talking about the Raiders haven't granted Derek Carr and his agents uh, permission to go out and seek a trade yet. So we'll talk to Ed Graney about that coming up at 2.30. I have my own thoughts and, 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 and um, you know, I guess not, not conspiracy. That's not the right word. But it's just thoughts and, and reasoning why the Raiders, the organization, would not allow the agent to go out and seek a trade right now. We'll share that later on the show. But Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, and the RJ will join us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, our good friend Jordan Schultz from The Score He'll join us, and he put out a really good piece. He's going to join us for a couple reasons, but he put out a really good piece on Tom Brady and five different locations that he thinks that he can end up in 2023. And one of them was the broadcast booth. I'll just go ahead and spoil the first one. One of them is Fox, as he has a $375 million uh, contract deal waiting for him when he decides to retire and and go to the booth. Uh, He's got a 10-year deal. It's about $37.5 million a year. Must be nice, right? You leave the field making all the money that you're making. You had a hell of a career. And whenever you decide that you're you're done and you're ready to go ahead and call it quits, you go right into the the broadcast booth and have a $375 million 10-year deal waiting for you. So Jordan Schultz will join us to talk about the five different locations. Obviously, the Raiders are one of them. The Panthers is a team that he talked about. The Jets is a team he talked about. The Dolphins are a team that he talked about. The Raiders and then Fox. So we'll talk to Jordan about that. Plus, also he put out a piece about guys that were snubbed in 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 basically my words uh guys that didn't make certain lists we talked about Max Crosby not being in the running for his, the the AP All-Pro first and second team uh because he just the Raiders didn't win enough games and so he actually had a piece that he put out about Max Crosby missing out on defensive player of the year and how he should be in the running for that so uh, that was something he actually brought to my attention so we'll talk to Jordan Schultz coming up at three o'clock about Brady about Max Crosby and you know a little bit other when it comes to NFL news and notes Mark McMillan former NFL defensive back who did he play for the Chiefs who else did he play for the Eagles so yeah this is a Super Bowl and if you joined us last week and listened to Mark when we had him on the show it was crazy because I said and he had mentioned that you know it's a possibility that both the teams I played for could end up in the Super Bowl and I was like yeah I don't see the Chiefs making it. I think the Eagles are going to make it, but I don't see the Chiefs making it. Well, we all know, um, I think Cincinnati, they did a little bit too much. Uh, I used to be told all the time, don't write a check that your ass can't cash. And I feel like that that's exactly what Cincinnati did. Uh, Some of the players calling Arrowhead Stadium, Burrowhead Stadium, and not to mention uh, the mayor talking a whole lot of noise about Patrick Mahomes. And as much as I picked Cincinnati to win that game, by the end of the week, by Friday evening, when I was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio, I was telling Freddie Coleman that, you know what? 
I would not be shocked at all if Kansas City wins this game. And a lot of it has to do with the fuel that that Cincinnati mayor just added to the fire. Not that you have to get fuel added to the fire to get up for a game that's going to send you to the Super Bowl. But you don't have to add that extra element to it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to give them some more ammunition. You could just kind of remain quiet and calm and professional and just let you know the team go out there and handle their business. And then after you win, and then all of a sudden it's four wins in a row, maybe talk a little noise then. But the mayor just went out there and he just did a little too much. So when Travis Kelsey after the game said, uh, and to the mayor of Cincinnati, you need to know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni, I wasn't even mad at him. I actually got a really good laugh. I'm not even a wrestling guy. But I understand a rock reference, <laughs> right? I know a rock reference when I hear one. So I was pretty pretty pumped up that uh, that he did that. Of course, not hoping and, and cheering for the Chiefs to win that game. But when it's all said and done, they get the dub. They're headed to uh, they're headed to Arizona for the Super Bowl. They're going to be facing off with uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, I got the Eagles. I'll tell you right now, I got the Eagles. There's no question about it. Not just because they're playing the Chiefs, but because I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. I'm so excited about his opportunity. I know they're going to have to play a lot better than they played on Sunday, but they didn't have to play very well on Sunday because the 49ers, well, once they quarter, they lost their quarterback early in the game, it was game, set, match. So Philadelphia and Kansas City, that's the matchup. We'll talk to Mark McMillan about that. Plus, how the Raiders could look at both of those teams and take little elements from it. Okay, Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, he's in the Super Bowl in his second year as a coach. Second year, and after the first year, during the first year in particular, they started out, they were 2-5. and five. They weren't very good, right? And people were questioning, does this guy know what he's doing? Why did they hire this guy? His press conference, his very first press conference was wild. Nobody had any idea what he was talking about. Then there was a press conference about midway through the season where he said, you know, we just, we planted the seed, we watered it, now we're going to watch the flower bloom. And, I mean, he just kind of went through all this. He sounded like, remember old Bob? Remember back in the day when Bob used to uh, do the paintings? And he's, oh, this is a little happy cloud. So here's a happy cloud. And, oh, yeah, when he would do that, that's how Nick Sirianni sounded in his first year as the head coach of the Eagles. Now, a year later, he's headed to the Super Bowl. So can the Raiders, can Dave Ziegler, the GM, take a page out of Howie Roseman's book? Because Howie Roseman has been, one, a GM for the Eagles for quite a while. He's been in that organization forever. But he's been a GM, executive vice president, whatever his actual title is. He's been pulling the trigger on a lot of personnel decisions for a very long time. This guy not only made trades that benefited the team, made some uh, some key draft picks that benefited the team, signed some key free agents that benefited the team. Like He really was able to knock it out of the park in every element, the draft, free agency, and, uh, and, and also uh, trades. And not necessarily in that order, but he was able to do it. So uh, I think that there's a lot of things to like about what the Eagles and Howie Roseman have kind of rolled out and that Dave Ziegler and company could take a little bit of notes and, and kind of follow the blueprint from. So we'll talk to Mark McMillan, a former NFL defensive back, uh, at 3.30. At 4.30, Andrea Carter from ESPN. She'll join the show to talk about Candace Parker. It was a big deal to me. Candace Parker made the decision over the weekend to sign with the, the Aces, and it wasn't official over the weekend. She didn't actually sign the paperwork, but uh, let it be known. Put it out on social media that she was signing with the Aces, and you want to talk about a hell of a team that, oh, by the way, are the defending champions? You have Asia Wilson. You have Kelsey Plum. You have Chelsea Gray. Now you have Candace Parker in the mix as well, and more. They're still adding more free agents. I mean, this, this squad is, is built, and I got excited when I saw that, one, because I like the Aces, Two, I got excited because I know that Mark Davis, is, as much as he's putting into the WNBA team to be a winner, he also wants to see that from the Raiders. So it, to me, feels like he'll spare no expense. Whatever he could do, whatever's in his 
control he's going to do and be a part of to try to get the team where we all would like the team to be, which is obviously at the end of the day, not only in the playoffs, but at the end of the day, making all the way to the, the final game and hoisting that Lombardi. I feel like he really wants that. You know, and I know that every owner really wants that and every player really wants that. But I feel like one here in Las Vegas, you have to have an attraction. You have to have something for people to come and want to see. Right. If you don't have that, that's a problem. Two, you got to have some kind of star power. Right. You got to have you got to have some stars. And so that's what he's willing to do. And of course, you've got to have a winner. And the Raiders didn't win a lot in 2022. So they've got to find a way that's on the front office. That's on the coaching staff. They've got to find a way to get it done in 2023. So it gave me some uh, excitement when I saw Candace Parker uh, headed to Las Vegas. So Andrea Carter from ESPN, she'll join us at 4.30. At 4 o'clock, we'll have Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. And before we do that, what we're going to do is we were giving out tickets to the Shrine Bowl, and that was getting folks in to win club tickets and that's food, drink, and autographed football and everything that they can go and check out the game on Thursday. We're actually going to call the winner. We have the grand prize winner. We have the name. I have the name here. I have the phone number here. We're going to call that person live on air at 4 o'clock. When we start off the third hour of the show, we're going to call that person, and we're going to let them know that they're the grand prize winner. I'm going to try to mess with them, though. I like Whenever I do this, and I've been doing this for years, going way back in radio, I'm going to try to mess with them. I don't know exactly who, how I'm going to try to change my my name or who I'm going to try to be, but I'm going to try to, you know, have a little fun with this person and then uh, and then let them know that they're the grand prize winner. Uh, so we're going to do that at 4 o'clock, and then we'll go into some Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day. So as you can tell, we have a very busy show today. My man Bobby is in for DeMond. DeMond's actually filling in uh, on the Cofield, on Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So he's over there. we got a lot of moving parts. It's just how it is sometimes, but we got the guys that can get it done. So Bobby's behind the wheels of steel. I'm here. With you, and we want to definitely hear from you at 702-365-9200. Dolbybroke.com, text sign 69187, keyword r Now that you know the guests, Ed Granny, Jordan Schultz, Mark McMillan, and Andrea Carter, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So I want to throw it out there to you, and the question that I have, and I like to bring a topic to the show each and every day, and if you have something else that's kind of off the cuff that you want to talk about, of course, you could always chime in at 702-365-9200, and then our don'tbebroke.com text sign, 69187, keyword R&R, brought to you by the DLC. We definitely appreciate them. Remember, Ed Graney joins us at 2.30. So over the weekend, what stood out to you the most about the championship games that you think the Raiders could use Moving forward, I already talked a little bit about the Eagles and Howie Roseman and what he was able to do and how he was able to hit on some personnel. But what is what stood out to you the most? I had people throughout the course of the game hitting me up saying, "Yeah, Q, looking at this game here, uh, I don't think the Raiders' defense could, you know, could even hang with an elite quarterback, or I don't think this, you know, the quarterback would matter as much if they had an elite defense." I had a lot of different people flooding my Twitter account, my 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 uh, instant, my direct message. I mean, uh, with different thoughts on what they were seeing while they were watching the championship game. So I really want to open it up, and I want to hear from you. What stood out to you the most about the championship games that the Raiders could use moving forward? And again, I'll, I'll go back to the Eagles and, and uh, go back to Kansas City as well as they're going to be represented in the Super Bowl. With the Eagles, you know, it's always we, we had the conversation last week about a badass defense and a badass quarterback. I mean, the Eagles have a really good quarterback. I've said it before. I have a, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts and what he's able to do. He's not elite. He's not elite. He didn't have to be elite. He really hasn't had to be elite for some weeks now. Right, and then even was injured for a little while, and, and I know the Eagles weren't winning games. He's not elite, but he's really good, and he's a really good leader, 
and he's able to continue to keep his head down and just grind, 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 and be ready for the moment whenever it, 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 it presents itself. And their defense was good enough, especially when they signed guys like Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick was a number, what, 13 overall draft pick from Arizona when he came out of Temple College, and really it didn't look like he fit. You know, the whole time he was there in Arizona until his last year there, it didn't even look like he fit. Then he goes to Carolina for a year, and he's getting better. Then all of a sudden, Howie Roseman signs him with the Eagles, and he's the second, second leading sack artist in, in the NFL behind uh, Nick Bosa with 17 and a half, right, to lead the Eagles who had four guys in double-digit sacks. But that was a great free agent pickup by Howie Roseman. So it's just when you look at the games over the weekend, is there something that stood out to you the most that you think the Raiders, Dave Ziegler and company, could say, yep, that's exactly what we need to do? One thing that stood out to me when it comes to the Eagles in particular, they had a quarterback. Remember, they had Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, in 2017, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he was their guy. He was the guy everyone was talking about, the MVP. But then he got injured, and Nick Foles came in and finished off the deal, and the defense, of course, was really good. We always talk about elite quarterbacks, and it takes an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Nick Foles ain't elite. Carson Wentz is an elite, but he got him there. He got him where they needed to be, and Nick Foles did the rest of the job. The defense in that year, 2017 in particular, really led the way for the Eagles. But I love the fact that Howie Roseman didn't sit and, and was content with Carson Wentz. He sat and, and said, you know what, we're going to go get this Jalen Hurts guy, and maybe he's going to work out, maybe he's, he won't, but he'll be a second-round pick. At the very end of the day, the worst-case scenario, he'll end up being you know, a, a, a really good backup. And, well, it all fell apart. It all fell apart for Carson Wentz. He gets injured, gets banged up. Didn't look like the, the relationship was really too good there between Hurts and, and him and the Eagles. And, you know, some of the team wanted Jalen. Others wanted Carson. And they knew something had to give. So they already had a quarterback. They went and drafted a quarterback. And then they moved on from their old quarterback and, and inserted Jalen Hurts. And anyone who would listen to me, I thought that he got inserted into the starting lineup a year too early. I thought he needed at least one more year under his belt. But with that being said, he still did well. Right, The Eagles in their first year under Sirianni still made it to the playoffs even though they didn't start off very well. And now all of a sudden a year later, he's in the Super Bowl and he was that guy. But they identified a quarterback that they felt, okay, we can move on from this guy and I think that we'll be better with this dude. And so I look at the Raiders situation. They had a quarterback, right? Talk about a quarterback all the time, Derek Carr. They are moving on. They're trying to identify their guy and moving on. The only thing they're doing is they're, they're moving on after they're already moving on from their quarterback, right? They're, they're, they haven't identified their quarterback of the future. At least we don't know who the quarterback of the future. That, that would be where the difference is. But at least it shows that if you hit on your guy and you build around your guy, which there's already pieces in place, the weapons are already there. If you can hit on your guy and get the right person in place, you can end up in the playoffs and making a deep run sooner rather than later. It doesn't take a four- or five-year building plan. Not when you have weapons around. I mean, look, what, look, at, the, look at the weapons that were brought in by, by Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman brought in A.J. Brown, brought in running backs, right? Built up the offensive line. I mean, he was able to do some really good things. Drafted a wide receiver that played with Jalen Hurts in college. I mean, he did the right things. Well, there's weapons here in Vegas. Devontae Adams is there. You have Darren Waller right now. Hunter Renfro is here right now. You're assuming that Josh Jacobs is going to be back. At least I'm assuming Josh Jacobs is going to be back on some kind of deal. You've got a lot to like. you got to continue to build the offensive line. And obviously, the defense has a lot of work that, that has to be put into it as well. But for the most part, there's already a good blueprint there. So if you get the right guy, and I know that's a big if, <laughs> there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. There's a lot of quarterbacks that will be in the draft. Ain't all of them going to be good. 
Just because they're young doesn't mean that they're going to be really good. So, you know, again, it goes back to the conversation. Do you get a veteran to bridge the gap for a couple years until a a younger guy, so you can actually identify, be 100% confident that that's the guy you can identify? And that's what it feels like to me that it's going to happen. It's going to be a veteran of some sort, either a Brady or Rodgers or other. And then there's going to be a young guy at some point that you have to, I mean, you have to at some point. You have to look at the situation and say, okay, a young dude's got to take over. Rodgers ain't playing forever. Brady ain't playing forever. Even Jimmy G's not playing forever. And you know he's going to get injured. Right? And I'm not trying to put anything on him, but he's just, that's just, the, I mean, you can't change the Tiger Stripes. Just doesn't happen. Got a text. 69187, keyword R&R, com Text line from the mailman, Raider Q. What stood out? Every one of the teams, aside from the 49ers, had a quarterback with escapability. Not elite runners, but extended the play, even Burrow. And the 49ers have an elite run game, but you can't just run all game. We need, we need not a running quarterback, but a quarterback with escapability. And that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. And Joe Burrow, even with the, you know, coming off that, that torn ACL that he had a couple seasons back, he has shown the ability to be not only able to run, but willing to run. That's the thing. It's, you got to be willing to extend a play and move. So that's a, that's a good point uh, that you have right there about, about the mobility of a quarterback. That is important. And, again, you, you look at the veterans that are out there, and we know this, the suspects' names. We know the guys. We know Brady Rodgers and, and Jimmy G. I would say that those are the top three as far as veterans out there. Jimmy can move a little bit. I really wouldn't want him to because he always gets injured. Aaron can move a little bit. Brady's not moving at all. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Brady's going to sit in the pocket and want to pick you apart, and that's really it. We got uh, another text. Raiders messed up. Don't want to pay Carr, and now cap space is up $20 million across the league, except now they have no quarterback in the same holes the front office uh, failed to fill last year. Bill carried these guys in New England. I don't know if they messed up or not. I mean, I understand, I understand where you're coming from, and I do appreciate that text. I understand where you're coming from, but just because we don't know the plan doesn't mean they don't know the plan. From the distance, from where I'm standing, it looks like, well, who knows what the plan's going to be. I mean, that's, that's, that's the 100% honest right there, because I, I, I don't know. But I could tell, tell you that they have to have a plan. I, I mean, and, and maybe assuming that they do is foolish. I'm sure it is. But I, I, they've, they've got, there's got to be some kind of plan in place where they have option A, B, C all lined up. And if those don't work, then they're going to go to D. That, I mean, that's, that's just smart business, right? I mean, so it's, it's just like anything else. You don't get ready to move on from someone else without an idea of who you're going to replace that person with. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. So we'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to L.A. and talk to our guy, Eddie. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? You started out by saying what? What did we notice, right? With the Eagles, yeah, what stood out to you? Yep. Yeah, exactly. With the Eagles, what did we notice? A front office that can properly scout free agents to fit the, uh, uh, to change their system around them. Good coaching to elevate it. Their players, two years in a row with the Eagles, they're in the Super Bowl, right? So what do we? What what's more, uh, the the best way for them to get there? What was it in that interior defensive line push? Mm-hmm. That's why we, we, you've asked this question plenty of times. What do you do first? Who, who do you go out there? You got the corners, linebacker. My money's still and will always be on that middle. You got okay. to you got to you got to start build up the build up the beef in that middle. Bring on the pain. We've been saying it. Yeah, they can get. Hopefully, if they get that guy, make those right decisions. But that is exactly what we've been missing. Is it? You talked about the plan that they obviously they have a plan. But when we're on the outside looking in, it's not looking good. Right. It, you know, the Philadelphia. Solve their their quarterback problem by grabbing in their quarterback from the future, 
putting them out there, slowly learning, then got rid of their quarterback when they needed to. Maybe mm-hmm. a little too early, but they did. They already they they were already ahead of step of the game. This this staff has showed that that's not they're they're not ahead. They're a little behind. So let's see what their plan is going forward. Because last year, not impressed. Stay up, Raider Nation. Hey, great call, uh, Eddie. I, I do appreciate you. No, you're right. You know, that's, that, that's the difference between what the Eagles did and what the Raiders have done, at least from where we're looking at, our vantage point, right? They had their plan in place, even if everyone on the team didn't know what that plan was, but they had it in place. They already had, like you said, the, the, the succeeder. All right, okay, after Carson Wentz, who's it going to be? Well, we think it could be this Jalen Hurts guy. He's got to go out there and prove it, which is what he did. The Raiders don't look like, at least from where we're at, don't look like they have that idea. But, again, I feel like it would be foolish if they didn't have some kind of idea. I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, I just, for the life of me, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a rookie quarterback that's going to get a start. I just don't see it. I feel like it's got to be a veteran. I don't know if it's going to be a big splash. And A big splash to be me would be making a move for Aaron Rodgers. A, a splash would just be going and getting Tom Brady. And, obviously, you have to give up a lot of, to, to get Aaron Rodgers where you just have to pay Brady, a free agent, money. So, there's that. But, okay, I like that. You know, the push up the middle, I'm definitely I'm with that. You know I have no problem with that. Uh, I think a guy like Jerome Payne definitely needs to be added uh, to the mix, and they do have that in, in Philly, man. How crazy is that, that the guys that they have coming off the bench, Sue and Joseph, are really good, but they're not even good enough to start, right? They don't, they don't need to be start. I, don't, I shouldn't say they're not good enough. They're good enough to start. They don't have to start. They're able to come off the bench and, and be part of that rotation. You saw Sue came up with a big play yesterday. Hassan Reddick came up with a big play yesterday. The Eagles, they just, they're not, they're not the 49ers defense where they're just locked down like they are, but they make plays when they need to. So we want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r Matter of fact, let's go ahead and use the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r Coming up next, Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, and also the RJ. We'll start off asking him what he learned from the championship weekend, and we'll talk a whole lot of Raiders. We'll do it next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Through the question out there, what stood out to you the most about the championship games that the Raiders could use moving forward? Threw that out on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Funny got a tweet from RaidersBurner91. He said, Q, I said during the game that I agree with you that I was all about that badass defense. Now I'm more conflicted. With Mahomes, the Chiefs are always in it. Without a quarterback, the 49ers were out, even with Josh Johnson and a number one D. I'm starting to lean towards quarterback, but it's 50-50 right now. We bring on our friend Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, and from the RJ. And, Ed, I'll start with you. Did anything stand out to you from this weekend's games that you thought, you know what, the Raiders could probably use that or they could follow that blueprint to try to build this roster this upcoming offseason? Pat Mahomes? <laughs> that, that helps, right? <laughs> could, could, could he help a little? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with um, the guy you said earlier, 50-50. I mean, the easy answer is defense because they have so many holes to fill and they they – you know, they, they need to rebuild that defense from the ground up and other than a few spots. But it's a great point by the person in terms of look what happened when the Niners lost uh, uh, their quarterback. Uh, even though he was number three, you know, he had been undefeated. And it's just, you know, 
I think we're in a day and age now, especially in the AFC. You know, those were all the that's where most of the great quarterbacks are, and you got to find a quarterback, um, especially in their division queue with Mahomes and Herbert um, standing there. Um, and you know, maybe we'll get into the Tom Brady conversation, but um, I'm telling you, they got to get a quarterback. It's it's the most important position, and especially in this division, if you want to compete with those two guys for the next what eight ten years. Uh, if they stay where they're at, um, you better find someone who can who can you know at least try to contend with them. So let's go there. Let's let's talk about the quarterback position. I mean, you have the the guys that are veterans, like like we mentioned, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. You got to do some gymnastics, but that's a possibility. Another name is Jimmy G. That does nothing for me, but okay, those guys are out there. At some point, Ed, you're going to need a quarterback of the future. They're not going to play forever. So if you're if you're focused on getting that. Badass quarterback, let's just say that. How do you go about doing that as you're sitting there at number seven right now? Well, you can trade up, but you're going to have to give up a lot, right? And that means you've really fallen in love with one of those two guys. I mean, if you give up what's going to take to move up that far, you better be right. Um, and, you know, I don't think you can be 100% right on any, you know, quarterback coming out. Um, but, you know, you could trade up and take one of those two. Um, and, boy, you better be, you better hit it out of the park there because if you don't, um, it's not going to be good. Now, if you do, it'd be great because, as in the championship games, three of the four were still on their rookie deals. Right. And uh, you get a guy like that on the rookie deal. If you, you know, if you could turn him into that, hey, go up and move up and do it. If not, maybe take one later. You know, uh, in the second, maybe at seven, you like Will Lutz or something like that. If you, although I hear he, you know you, everything you read, he's moving up. Um, and then you go get a bridge. Uh, you know, if, if if that's what you want, and whether that bridge is. Jimmy G or Brady or whoever, um, it's going to be interesting, Q. Um, you know, push comes to shove, I wouldn't do Brady, but um, I know a lot of people out there would. Um, I don't know. I'd like to know your feelings on Brady. Um, I think I think I think we're getting the same teasing of Aaron Rodgers in the last few years. Maybe not. Maybe this is a little more serious, but with cap implications and what he's owed, um, man, I just I, I think it's going to be one of those situations where he goes back to Green Bay in the very very end. Um, there's other guys out there, you know the names, but you know everyone wants to talk about Brady. I get that, um, but there's you know there's some good and bad parts of Tom Brady. If you saw Tom Brady at the end there, um, and you know it sounds silly saying it because he won a Super Bowl at 43, but if you watched him this year, you know I, I I saw a quote from him to SI the other day about you know regression is the one thing he feared, um, and if he did see regression, then he'd quit and that would be it. Well, there was some regression this year. Yeah. I don't think anyone who could watch him play not say that. You'd have to be truthful about it and honest about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. And, you know, does he want to come into a division with Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Does he want to come into a team that has to rebuild its defense and has questions on the offensive line? That's that's as big a question as any, right? What does Tom Brady want to do? Right, exactly. And it's just it's it's a tough situation. You know, I mean, I look at especially Devontae Adams. I try to factor him in. I don't see him – uh, being real happy about catching passes from a rookie quarterback, right? And and I don't no, know, no. I don't know about those three that are the big three in in Young, Stroud, and and Levitz, If they're even the guys that could be, and like you said, if you're going to get yeah. one of those guys, you've got to hit on them. You ha- you have to. You cannot miss, especially if you're talking about um, moving up uh, for one of the top two. Mm-hmm. You can't miss on them. I mean, you can't you can't miss. You have to absolutely know. And again, no one knows for hundred percent. I mean. You can do all your research. You can talk to everyone in the world. You can watch every workout the person does. You can watch every clip of film he did, and there's no guarantees. Um, you know, some are more obvious than others. Uh, so again, if they fall in love with one of them and they think this is the guy, this is the future, and they want to give up a boatload of stuff, then you know, if you think it is, then then go do it. But just don't be wrong. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah, no pressure. Just don't be <laughs> no wrong. Pressure, just don't be wrong. <laughs> Talking right now yeah. with Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, also the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the report came out earlier today that the Raiders haven't granted uh, the Derek Carr's agent the permission to go out and seek a yeah. trade yet. Are you surprised by that? Yeah, I'm, I am surprised. I don't know why, um, and I'm not, obviously we're not privy to all the conversations, but I don't know the reason they wouldn't allow him to at least explore it. Um, he's got the no trade, right? So he's got the lever. he's got some leverage there, but maybe they're, I mean, are they thinking they're just going to release him? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about what you thought, but when I saw that, I was a little surprised they hadn't at least let them call or at least see what the market bears right now and see if there's anything out there that would, you know, um, satisfy both sides. Um, I, I don't know why they haven't done that. I, I was a little surprised at the report. I'd like to hear what you think. You know, I thought that the reason why is because they want to be hands-on and be the middleman and not allow the agent to be the middleman. You know what I mean? So the agent can't negotiate a free agent deal as opposed to a trade where it's like, okay, uh, if Dave Ziegler and company come to Derek Carr and his agent and say, okay, uh, Seattle's put this on the table. Do you accept it? No? Okay. The Houston Texans have put this on the table. Do you accept it? No? Okay. And go from there as, as opposed to allowing the agent to be the middleman and maybe work against them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think of it that way. Um, you want you want to have the most leverage in any negotiation as possible. He's got the leverage of a no trade, right? Uh, you know, their leverage would be like you said, trying to trying to facilitate something on their own, and then coming to him and seeing if he likes it or not. Um, but that makes as much sense as anything is not to give the agent any kind of juice or any kind of power in that situation. So maybe that's just maybe that's the explanation. Maybe they want the maybe they want the power to facilitate. And they don't want the agent having it. And if that's the truth, then I could see it from their perspective. Um, and I could see him being surprised right now from his perspective that they haven't allowed him to do it. But, you know, they're smart people on both sides. And I'm sure the agent would realize what's happening there. And if that's the truth, then they're just going to have to wait. Right. And at the end of the day, Ed, it feels like that they don't really have any leverage. It's all on Derek. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I at mean, the he, end of the he, day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to trades, obviously. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's all on him, and it's Senior Bowl week. And you know that stuff starts happening at the Senior Bowl. Dave Ziegler is going to be there. The Raiders are going to be there. There's going to be plenty of conversations with dif- with difference makers, with guys that can make decisions. So do you think that maybe we start hearing some rumblings coming out of the Senior Bowl week? You always do. It's kind of like baseball's trade deadline. Um, yep. you, you always hear things coming out of the senior bowl. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be conversations there and look, there's teams that are going to be interested in him via trade or trying to sign him afterwards. Um, he's, he's, I see, I, I, some people tell me there's not a lot of interest in him. I think there's going to be ample interest in him. Um, I think when, you know, you look and you, you want a quarterback that's proven himself, we've been in the league a long time. Um, you know, we can all be subjective and say, is he top 12, top 14? I don't know. That's usually the number thrown out with his name. Right. Um, there are a lot worse options, though, for some of these teams out there. I'll tell you that. Um, and, you know, it could be one of these teams like, you know, that we talked about the Raiders who are looking for a bridge quarterback. And, you know, um, he's going to be high on the list, I think, of a lot of people in terms of those guys available. So I'm sure Dave Ziegler's going to have a lot of conversations with people. And I'm sure people are going to approach him and say, what do you think about this? You know, um, I've also heard on the other side, you know, don't trade for him. Just wait. Right. Wait and try to, you know, wait to, try to sign him as a free agent. So, um, I just think there's going to be a lot of interest in him. I know people disagree with that. 
um, some of the people I talk to, but I, I think there's going to be some interest in him. Oh, yeah, I do. I think there's going to be a ton of interest. I just don't think there's going to be a ton of interest while it's still about a trade. I think they're just going to wait right. until he's released, and then it's a free-for-all, and then you do whatever you do, and he goes about his business, and the Raiders go about their business and call it a day. That's how I think it all shakes out, but that's, again, just my gut feeling. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here oh, yeah. on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So uh, we saw the Eagles go from a team that made the playoffs in year one under uh, Nick Sirianni to now making it to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to go to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of work that they've got to do. But should there be some encouragement that Sirianni could go from a, que- a coach that was very questioned his first year in Philly to a coach that now is in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think there should be some optimism there. Not only that, but all the first-year coaches who did so well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of proves you can turn it if you make the right decisions pretty fast. Um, you know, it's, it's usually you say that about in basketball because you can turn it so fast in basketball. In football, it takes a little longer. But from what we saw, the first-year coaches this year, and now Seriani, um, you know, second year doing that, I think there should be some optimism now. You said it best. There's a long way to go. Um, that defense has to be fixed. We have yep. no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. Um, uh, you know, you hear rumblings about who could be moved on offense. That's very interesting to me in terms of uh, potential moves there. Um, what are they going to do with Jacobs? There's so many questions to answer, but on the, on the face of it, it comes back to this, and you started the conversation with this. Who's your quarterback? Right. You know, that, it, 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 it's always going to come back to that. What are you doing at quarterback? And if you make the right decision there, as we've seen, like we said, three or four were on rookie contracts. If you make the right decision there and put people around guys, then you can, you know, you can win quickly. And, you know, they're just going to have to make the right decision. Those, those other two guys in that division aren't going anywhere. No. And they're, <laughs> they're not going anywhere except probably just getting better and better. So, the, you know, no matter what they say about the defense, no matter what they say about the offensive line, which both need to be upgraded, to me the, big, the biggest decision is not, you know, rocket science here is what are you doing at the quarterback spot for next year. Right. No, that's, that's obviously going to be the biggest question until that question's answered. And, and it might only be a short-term answer, and then they still have a yeah. long-term question. So we really don't know. And, and, Ed, one thing that Howie Roseman did with Philadelphia that I really respect is he was aggressive where he went and made trades. He went and drafted guys. He went and made free agent signings that he thought were great. How aggressive do you think Dave Ziegler will be this offseason? Well, I mean, I think he's going to be aggressive. You know, that now they're talking about the process. So, you know, he <laughs> right. says he doesn't want a one-year fix, um, and he wants to do it over time. So that limits how aggressive you can be. I mean, you can be aggressive, but if you're looking to do a long-term fix to where you're a consistent winner, not just one year, um, you know, you, you're kind of judicious in your decisions um, based on free agency or the draft. I mean, I, I do think they want to build through the draft. Um, a lot of teams who went deep in the playoffs, you can look at and how they did it. Um, the Niners and others, they, you know, they, they did, you know, very judiciously in terms of free agency, but they really, really hit the draft hard. I think that's probably his plan. And it's probably a good one if you do want to build over time. So I think he's going to be aggressive in spots, but again, he has said it often now since the end of the year. And he said it, you know, um, and, and Josh McDaniel said it as well, that they want to build this for the future where it's not just a one hit wonder. Um, and you make a lot of rash decisions because you're trying to win now. Um, I'm not going to say they're rash decisions, but before last year, they wanted to win now. Right. And by the decisions they made, that's the message they sent out. Now, you go 6-11, and 11, the, 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 the narrative changes, and it, and it changed for them to now switch to the process and do it over the long term. So I think they'll be aggressive in spots, but I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be undisciplined in it, and I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll be chaotic. I don't think it's apples to apples, but it almost feels like when John Gruden took over and it was like, all right, here's the plan. This is going to happen, and they're going to go win. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, it's going to be a complete rebuild. It almost feels like that, but I feel like with some of the players that the Raiders have now, 
you can't really do a full rebuild like a Devontae Adams. Like, you don't go out and make that move if it's going to be a full rebuild unless the plan is drastically changed. And I don't know, Ed, if it's changed that much. I don't think it's changed that much. I mean, I think, and you, you hit it on the park. I mean, does Devontae want to be catching passes from, a, you know, a rookie? Right. Um, you know, there is something to – I mean, you don't make every decision to appease Devontae Adams, but you have to take his feelings into consideration, I think, or you have to at least talk to him. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you, you owe him that, to talk to him and say, hey, this is the plan, and probably some other guys in that team as well, Crosby and others, where you say, hey, this is, this is our blueprint for it. This is how we think it's going to work. This is what we're going to do to try to facilitate that. Um, and, and you go forward with it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think you, you become too drastic either way, but I do think you think you take those guys, you know, into consideration when you're trying to build around them, and, you know, you go from there. I just uh, – I, I think that – I think he'll do a good job um, trying to make this a long-term solution. Now, again, he's going to have to hit on the – he's going to have to hit on his draft picks. Yeah. And I both know as well as anyone mm-hmm. the drafts that they've had. And he's going to have to prove he hits on draft picks. That's – that and the quarterback position are, you know, two of the most important things by far. It is. It really is. It's going to be interesting. This is the first full offseason that Dave Ziegler's really had. I mean, obviously yep. when he got hired, it was already uh, in mid-January when he got hired. So, I mean, he didn't have the full year to kind of plan and get everything going. So, right. we'll see what the plan is sooner, sooner rather than later. Next, uh, next week when you join the show, Ed, will be in Arizona. We'll be sitting in the Phoenix Convention Center. Excited about that. Uh, and we'll be talking about, well, leading up to a Super Bowl. Maybe we'll have some resolution on what's going on with Derek Carr. What do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout well, for? Well, uh, more important than that is, what do I have looking out for you in that celebrity All Star game for your over under <laughs> points and rebounds? Hey man, look, I, I'm in there for a couple minutes and I'm out of there, brother. I'm that's <laughs> it, man. Hey, look, I'm 46. I don't need I don't I don't need to have the uh, the box score anymore. I'm there to, to 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 catch a little bit of a sweat, and once I get that sweat, I'm out. I'm proud of you, kid. I think you're going to do great. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, well, man, I appreciate you. All right, appreciate it. Take care of yourself. All right, Bye-bye. later. There he goes, Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas in the RJ. And, uh, yeah, if you didn't know, uh, there's a celebrity basketball game coming up on Saturday at the Cox Pavilion. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's team going up against uh, Stephon Diggs and Trayvon Diggs' team. And Gary Payton is the coach of one team. Dennis Rodman is the coach of the other team. And somehow I hustled myself into this game, and I know Max Crosby's playing. And so there's a whole lot of different guys that are playing, a lot of celebrities, real celebrities. And then there's Q. Kelsey Plum is playing. Others are playing. I think Brian Salmon might be playing too, so that's good. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to really be a fly on the wall, and I'll, I'll get a couple minutes of burn in, and, uh, and then that, that's it. I'm checking out of the game just like that. I don't have anything to prove. Nothing to prove, but it should be a lot of fun. We'll actually give out some tickets to that, and we're expecting Gary Payton to call, <clears throat> excuse me, and call into the show on Wednesday around 3 o'clock to talk about it. So should be a lot of fun. Many thanks to Ed Granny right there from ESPN Las Vegas and the RJ. Matter of fact, right now, let's go ahead and hook something up. Caller number 9, uh, 702-365-9200. We're going to get you in to win this awesome Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame party. Tickets to it. We're going to get you hooked up with some Raider Nation Radio 920 swag, and that's going to get you in to win this awesome prize pack and go to this Hall of Fame party hosted by, well, JT is going to be there. Uh, Warren Moon's going to be there. Charles Woodson, Shannon Sharp. It's going to be a hell of an affair, and we'll get you in to win tickets to it. All you got to do is be calling number nine right now at 702-365-9200. 2.47 is the time. This is Red Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Shout out to my guy Jason. Got in to win. Some tickets to the 20th Annual Hall of Fame Party. JT is going to be hosting it. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Shannon Sharp, Warren Moon, Charles Woodson, and many, many others are going to be there. Jason got hooked up with some swag, some Raider Nation Radio 920 swag that will get you in to win those tickets. So on Wednesday or Thursday, you'll be getting a phone call. Somebody will be getting a phone call, just like we're going to do at 4 o'clock this afternoon, hooking someone up with the Ultimate Shrine Bowl package. We're going to be hooking someone up with the Ultimate Pro Bowl 20th Annual Hall of Fame party come Thursday as well. So uh, congratulations. We'll be giving out more Raider Nation Radio 920 swag all week long. I know JT's been doing it. Uh, the Morning Tailgate's been doing it. I'll continue to do it throughout the course of the week. And again, that will get you into win, a.k.a. registered to win tickets, a pair of tickets to this awesome event that is a big-time event going on Friday, and uh, you're definitely going to want to be a part of it. Jordan Schultz from The Score is going to join us at the top of the hour, talk about, well, one of the quarterbacks that has been rumored to be headed towards Las Vegas, potentially, that could be Tom Brady. He put out a piece about five places that Tom Brady could end up, and Fox was one of them. He's got a big, fat contract waiting for him whenever he decides to go ahead and take him up on that offer. He also mentioned the Raiders, the Panthers, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Every team makes sense. The one team that kind of confuses me, and we'll talk to Jordan at 3 o'clock, is the Panthers. I know they just hired Frank Reich, but I'm not too sure exactly that appeal, if that would be an appealing spot for Brady. My gut feeling says no. My gut feeling also tells me that Rex Ryan over the weekend, leading into the the, uh, championship games, his his gut feeling of what was going to happen with Brady uh, next season was way off. He's talking about, and I don't know if you heard it, but he's talking about Brady and Sean Payton could end up in Washington with the Commanders. I had I had a, a, a bottle of water. I always drink bottled water when I'm around the house, and I, I had this bottle of water in my hand, and I almost spit it out when when he said that. I was like, "Come on, man! There's there's one place that I can I can guarantee you Sean Payton ain't going. He's not going anywhere near Washington. I don't care if there's new ownership or not. He ain't going nowhere near there. And I don't see." Tom Brady going there either. So that that was that I thought was kind of silly, but we'll I'll even mention that to Jordan coming up at the top of the hour. Did want to get to some of the text that we had though on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R. I threw the question out there, what stood out to you the most about the championship games? Could the Raiders use something that you saw moving forward? And got some really good stuff, really good feedback. How about Raider James? He hit us up and said, "Seems seems like we all have moved on from Carr." After all the drama, is there any chance the Raiders keep Carr and play him one more year? The Raiders still have that option. They can still play that card, correct? Aside from benching them the last two games, which was actually a good thing for him, has there ever been any definitive language from the Raiders saying that they were definitely going to let him go? If they keep Carr, would he ball out or crumble? That is from Raider James. Um, I mean, obviously it's not said and done, but the writing's been on the wall for quite a while. I mean, I, you know, the writing was also on the wall for the 49ers and Jimmy G when they actually said at the podium, we are trading Jimmy G. And then no trade ended up happening, but that was because he was injured and then he ended up staying there in San Francisco. So, yeah, there's a chance that Derek could still end up playing for the Raiders, but I would, I mean, like I just mentioned about Tom Brady and and Sean Payton in Washington, how shocked I would be, and I just don't believe that that's a chance that that's going to happen. I would even be more shocked if Derek Carr was a Raider quarterback in 2023. I think that that's all going to come to a head sooner rather than later. And I do believe with everything going on in Mobile, Alabama with the Senior Bowl, we're going to start hearing some news about that. Jim from Yonkers hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. These four teams drafted really well. Chiefs have six rookies on D. They had to have been coached up. Our coaching needs to improve along with good drafts. Remember, we are better than the Eagles. uh, Fall from 21 blowing them out. Uh, and then Eagles made changes and the Raiders declined with so much turmoil. Thanks for a great show, Jim from Yonkers. And, yeah, I remember that. What was that, week five in 2021 when uh, they blew them out 
and they they uh, went into the bye week on a high, and then we all know the bye week went to hell with uh, everything that happened with Henry Ruggs, and then they come out of the bye week playing the Giants, went to New York, and it was a bad bad scenario. And now here you go, you know, a, a year a little bit later, uh, the the Eagles all of a sudden are in the Super Bowl, and the Raiders are trying to. Well, pick up the pieces and figure out what the what the answers could be. Let's get one quick call in. Uh, how about Nate and Henderson? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? Hey, it's always good to talk to you, man. Hey, um, I'm, I'm just going to give you my take on these games from the weekend, and I, I'm just going to try to make sense of how we move forward. Okay. So when I when I when I look at these teams like the Eagles. And I think um, Hurt said this during the interview after the game was over. He said, this is a blue-collar team. They just grind it out. Mm -hmm. The defense grinds it out. He doesn't have to make 50, 60-yard passes, you know, 30-yard passes. I mean, at the end of the day, they just grind on you and you wind up losing. Not always the case. Okay, so let's let's look at the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, big-time personality gunslinger on the football field. You know, Joe Barrow, big-time quarterback, gunslinger on the football field. So these teams have a personality. So my question is, what is the when you wrap your head around the personality of your team, that's when you can develop who you are. It's like, it's like growing up a kid. What is my kid's personality? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to help him become the best person of who he wants to be. This team, the Raiders, need to develop a person. Now, the running game was off the charts this past season. The passing game was, you know, questionable. But I think when you bring in a quarterback that makes sense for the team, now you start looking at who we are as a team and who we what what is our personality. So when I look at uh, Ziegler and, and, and McDaniels, these guys come from uh, New England. You, you already know what their playbook is. You know, they want a stand-up quarterback. They want um, different weapons on the football field. And they want to just continue to outscore you. The defense with New England, back when those guys were part of New England Patriots, the defense stepped up and stopped you. The offense came on the field with Tom Brady and they just they just rolled over you with points. So if I'm going to have any kind of inclination to think about what this team's going to look like, all I have to do is look at these two guys that left New England, like it or not, they're going to bring that same playbook to the Raiders. And the only thing they need they need right now, or we need right now, who the hell is going to be the quarterback? Because that quarterback is going to mirror Tom Brady, like it or not. It may not be Tom Brady. It may not be Aaron Rodgers. But I guarantee you they want somebody that looks and plays just like him. All right, I'm a good Raider st- fan. I'm a Raider fan. I'm out, brother. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great call, my man. And, uh, yeah, I want to address, address that identity and, and that personality part. We'll do it on the other side. We're up against it right now. 259 is the time. When we come back, we'll talk to Jordan Schultz from the score. But before we get into that, I definitely want to address the identity and the personality because I think you hit on a great point. We'll talk about it next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.